Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Record. All right. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Let me turn Ben up. He needs to be turned up. Turn me up. Turn my, turn my headphones up. Um, <laughs> that, yo, what the heck, man? Trying to censor myself as much as possible because I'm allegedly not supposed to be uh, saying things that are inappropriate on this podcast. And now that it's a podcast and not a space. Oh, my goodness. What are Justin we? Justin Lewis, man. Oh, my God. Skinny Justin. He's back. Oh. The braids are flawless. Yeah, and we, the vibes are just right. We've started calling him Skinny Justin in my house because <laughs> that's what my my non Marquette roommates noticed that he's down like twenty pounds this year or whatever. Yeah, uh, but oh my god, I don't even know where to start, man. Holy crap! The, that nil deal that he just got, you know, like oh, it gave him yeah. that extra juice. Yeah. Let's start as in all as as we should start all things with duck nachos. Mm-hmm. Freaking every duck nachos, every good night begins with duck nachos. Duck nachos, duck nachos. Let's go! Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, like, really weird second half. So weird. Um, Marquette didn't make a two point field goal until the Greg fast break layup. Yeah, um, that's right. Which was like eight minutes left, I want to say. Maybe maybe even later. Possibly earlier. I know it was after 10. Um, it's not like they were getting to the foul line a bunch either. Well, yeah. God, they need to do that more. But also, it, it wasn't all that terrible. Like, there weren't, like, a bunch of egregious foul calls on Marquette. There was a couple of points where it was like, this is dumb, whatever. This is dumb, whatever. I didn't. I didn't think it was, yeah, and also like that uh, the foul that Omax got on the dunk yeah. attempt when he got just buried in the ground and was bailed out by that foul call. Like I know, like there were some official complaints, and obviously, I don't think that they were like too great, but I don't think it affected the game that much to the point where had Marquette lost by one, I would have been like putting part of the reason for that on the refs or anything it was a lot of seniority fouls Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion like cam and stevie basically couldn't play in that game because anytime they moved yeah the refs were like no you're not allowed to do that you're you haven't earned this um but oh my gosh i i i mean that's an unbelievable win. I, I just don't want that to get lost in anything. I don't imagine it will. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Hi, hi, Seabass. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, friend. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to get lost, I don't think. Uh, it, it's, you know, obviously that's never happened before. Um, that's just 
What was the last uh, time we won at Nova? At Nova? I mean, we never won in that building. Yeah, so, I, like definitely not since the start of the new Big East, I don't think. Yeah, and it's even Alan, before that. Well, the reason that we haven't won at Nova at the Hello, Alan. specifically since the start of the new Big East is because only one team has won at the Federal Pavilion since the start of the new Big East. That was Butler on February 22nd, 2017. That's the only Big East game they have lost in that building since the league reform. They were 42-1 and one coming in, a 977 winning percentage. Mm. Better than Kansas at the Fog. Better than Duke and Cameron. Better than Kentucky at Rutgers. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. To play in. <laughs> better, better than, better than uh, Rutgers at um, the Rack. See, no. <laughs> better than, better than uh, DePaul at the the sell to a bank arena um better yeah just yeah unbelievable man i don't know i did not realize it was that sort of record that villanova had there that is absolutely ridiculous unbelievable man oh my god uh alan uh alan first um give me your best 30 seconds on what we just watched Marquette was able to adapt to Nova shutting down Tyler Kolick's ability to drive and dish. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. Did they shut that down. Oh my God. I was like the first five minutes. I was like, Oh no, we're not going to be able to do the one thing I like watching us do. This sucks. <laughs> took it away. And in, in addition to the shooting and like you mentioned, the second half, pretty much all we did was make threes and a handful of twos um, defensively. We were so connected, and both in terms of team defense and one-on-one defense, that's one of the best performances I think I've ever seen from a Marquette team. And it, clearly you needed it. And then just the most clutch, nearly bobbled play into a Justin Lewis tree to win it. I, amazing. Yeah, I – God, them them denying the catch on that on the handoff was crazy. Yes, I was so worried the minute they started denying that. I was like, oh, that never goes well for us. Yeah, no, that always like kicks off somebody's foot and out of bounds. And then it just like falls straight into skinny Justin's lap and he just rips it. Duck nachos, man. Duck nachos. Seabass, uh, what do you got? No, where did Seabass go? He's so reliable. Oh. I want to really quick yeah, interject yeah, that yeah, Cameron Jones yeah. has already tweeted. Oh, good. He, he quote tweeted someone saying, uh, I like how Marquette matched up with Villanova, but Nova is undefeated at home and we haven't won there in over nine years. And there's a journey retirement. And Cam quote tweeted that saying, see you in March. Yes, let's go. It's good. At, at least he could do do something well tonight. So that's good. Like <laughs> send the, he could send the victory cigar tweet in lieu of doing anything productive on the court. But I, but I appreciate absolutely. That. Also, no, it, it, like I forgot about that aspect. Uh, like after like the under twelve timeout, but Nova went on a twelve zero run shortly after one of the best players they've seen stroll through that campus gave a speech accepting a jersey retirement and somehow mark had pulled that off yeah somehow some way uh yeah all right Seabass, 30 seconds you were promised it take take the take the ball 
Drop your best play. I, 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 okay, so this game one of those games that if Marquette would have lost this game, um, people would have made excuses about the refs. People would have made excuses about, um, I don't know, late game uh, execution. That last play was horrendous as far as execution goes. Uh, the one that Justin Lewis saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it would have been okay. There, there would have been excuses made, but at the end of the day, it would have been okay. Great game. Mm-hmm. We fought hard. We, we fought. And, and between this team and last year's team and most of the Wojo teams is that uh, we fight hard until the end and, and we don't give up. And it, and it shows. And it's the fight. And the defense. The defensive intensity is something that's been building like we've been we're, we're building something here and, and it's just it's such a relief and it's so satisfying to just feel the marquette basketball program building something from literally from the ground up new coach new players ground up oh. ground up baby ground up it's incredible guys justin lewis's shot that one is going to go down to the record books we're going to be watching that shot for, for a, it was a oh. shot it was a that, yeah and it's this plus the tip in against the Badgers last year. Like, dude comes through. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. So we've got like 170 people in here right now, which is amazing. Love this energy. So I definitely want to like let everyone talk. We're usually a little bit more of ball hogs on these things because we're kind of a podcast and we kind of have like seven people that we rotate in and out um, on these spaces to talk that we rely on. But if you do want to say something, please request. Absolutely want to just like keep the energy going here. This is a freaking beautiful night um, for the program. Unbelievable. There's like no words and I'm going to keep trying to say words to describe it. So if you do want to talk, go on ahead. Um, Just throw some people on really quick, just so we can capitalize on how many freaking people are in here right now. I want to bring it. I want to do a quick Ken Palm update. Oh, please. Uh, can I guess where were please. we? Before? Were we like 50 before? Uh, I think 48. Uh, was what 40, we were 40, 39. Oh my God. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, uh, Travis Smith, my college roommate. What is going on? My friend, how are you? How is the energy in the, in the DC compound? Um, at the at the moment, the Marquette DC stronghold. Marquette DC stronghold is good. Pat, you're sitting here with Kevin right now. Hey, Kev. Um, wanted to quickly talk about NIL. You guys started. You guys is on who the next Marquette athlete, probably basketball player, is, mm. and what Third Street bar they're going to. Well, with. so can I can I suggest um, off the top of my head the first thing that just jumped into my head is uh, Tyler Kolick, Milwaukee Street Barber. <laughs> that's that's pretty strong, I think. I, I like that. Um, oh, God. I mean, God, Justin Lewis and Duck Nachos is going to be tough to and – I, and I think you have to probably, like, uh, play the, um, uh, the gray area with Justin Lewis because he's certainly not 21 years old, and that is certainly a bar. Um, so you have to, so if you were going to do like, uh, Buck Bradley's or something, I think you would have to like give that one to Daryl Morsell or Greg Elliott. Hey, could you explain that really quick? The duck 
Oh yes, sorry for anyone who did, who didn't see my dumb duck nachos tweet like seven times today. Um, Travis, to our chat this morning, it was actually Travis who started the duck nachos craze. Kevin, Kevin, who okay, out. yeah, thank you, Kevin. Uh, the the um, what is it? I don't even know. Uncle Bucks. I think it's a so Uncle Bucks is after my Milwaukee time, but I assume it's one of the bars in the. Um, yeah, in, I think it's on Third Street. Yeah, yeah. So it's in that big thing, like right across from the arena, um, is how I interpreted it based on what I saw. And Justin Lewis has, I assume, a not extremely lucrative NIL deal with Uncle Bucks. I can't imagine <laughs> Uncle Bucks is dropping the bag for Justin Lewis Instagram posts. Yeah, he's literally just holding a plate of what I assume are duck nachos. <laughs> talk about his business and he showed it up tonight yes he's like that's where i go to do my business yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean before before you move on to people who have more you know insightful things to say there will be no one else kevin don't worry well, I mean, <laughs> uh, there are more people in this twitter space that are listening to this that are probably at this ball game right now <laughs> Well, is the is the uh, is the dude is uh, is it at, it's at DePaul, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. So is is the dude that always stands up courtside for DePaul standing up courtside and pumping up the crowd? Okay, because because there's a dude, and I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but there's a dude at every DePaul game. He looks like he's probably about thirty five and just like lives for DePaul basketball, which is just like. A horrible affliction I wouldn't wish on anyone. You some duck nachos. Yes, get some <laughs> nachos in your life, bro. Um, but no, he he just stands up anytime there's like some momentum in the DePaul game. And again, precious little of that lately. And he just like fires up the crowd of like hundreds and hundreds and or like the the the, the line from uh, from uh, Arrested Development where it's like there are dozens, there are dozens of, of us. Dozens. <laughs> it's like that's how you describe a crowd at DePaul. Um, but yeah, oh my god, wait, is DePaul who's DePaul playing? Are they playing? Are they beating Xavier? Oh no, we're supposed to do that. Save some for us. <laughs> oh god, they're up 10. Gross. Good game. Thanks, thanks, guys. Great to hear from you. Always good. Cheers. Um okay. I, I want to call out quickly uh yeah, that the head of the mothership, uh Anonymous Eagle, did say that it was a bad idea to get in a shooting contest with uh Villanova, and I am not one to uh, be an old takes exposed guy, but uh, somehow we lucked into winning a shooting contest against yeah. Villanova. What a terrible take, Andy! Oh my god, <laughs> uh, how, how you how dare you suggest that we shouldn't shoot with Villanova? Like what a what a I could, I can't believe you would say that. What a and stumble thing. into a couple random <laughs> program defining wins. What a what a dumb suggestion. How dare you? Villanova is a ter- historically a terrible shooting team. What, what, are, we, what are you talking about? Um, Greg has unmuted fastest, so I will give the, I will give the first question from the, from the audience here to Greg. Greg, can you hear us? Maybe he might just be having issues. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, Greg going once. 
or we or we go to Jake. Jake Jake was able to unmute faster, so we'll go to Jake then instead. All right, I was a little worried about uh, most, uh, most professional comments on this, but I think we all know when we're favorite, we're, when we're double digit dogs and wearing the baby blues, there's only one thing you can do, and that's hammer Marquette. Yes. Uh, that, and then we're also <laughs> all eagerly waiting, or at least I am, for the crack, crack sidewalks, uh, the wire tweet to let everyone know that we're backed up. Oh, so, oh, 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 yes, absolutely. Ah, we, yes, everyone heard the man notified that we are certainly back up. Um, Stringer Bell, Stringer Bell, photo, terrible Photoshop incoming from our good friends at uh, Crack Sidewalks. Love to see that. Thank you. Great, great contribution, uh, Jake. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers next. Um, oh, yeah, you have to unmute yourself. Go ahead. Yes. Woo! Yes. They played that in the arena. I heard it in the arena, like, uh, I think out of the under four timeout. Um, and the thought that came through my head is Ric Flair is canceled, so maybe we shouldn't play that. And so that's a bad omen. So there we go. But uh, anyway, yeah, hey, keep going. Well, yeah, it's tough to say, man. I, that one was so special for so many people for a lot of different reasons. Um, I have a terrible story with that game where I um, got home about 10 minutes after tip from work and decided not to go. Um, so that's a, tough, that's a tough one for me personally. Um, the I, some, I mean, this one is more meaningful because that one didn't amount to crap, um, but was like a sick like moment to put on the highlight reels forever and that we will never forget obviously but uh, you know <laughs> the andrew rousey era at marquette wasn't exactly uh a shining was that was still andrew rousey right that yeah yeah rousey had a couple big threes that was also uh marx's first year um yeah. that that, yeah, that, was... that one definitely seemed more like it, it was a well, great moment in time, and this is a lot more of a culmination of progressively better things that are going to lead into something more consistent. Yeah, I mean, beating Villanova on the road, first of all, obviously hasn't been done before. Keep we'll keep keep saying that, and until Alan, we'll keep saying that until Alan um, can uh, tell us when the last time we did that was, because that that'll, <laughs> that'll be his job. Um, <laughs> Okay. Right. Um, But one thing I do want to say is I really don't want to take anything away from that 2017 win. Uh, I was at that game. That was one of the most amazing atmospheres. And walking out of there was absolutely cloud nine. Yeah. The the unity of the fans that were there. You could hear as you left the building. We are Marquette echoing off the buildings downtown. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more. And, and being able to storm the court against the number one ranked Villanova, that doesn't happen yeah. often in college basketball. A uh, storm or, well, it happens more often now, but being able to storm the court as an unranked team against the number one ranked team, beating them on your home court. Um, and the comeback we were guys, we were down, I think, eighteen plus points at one point. Oh yeah, I mean it was at least like thirteen. It was seventeen in the second half. Okay, there you go. Seventeen in the second half. There, that 
it's just this Hollywood couldn't write a better script. Yeah. Um, and then also, I, I saw Kane Reinhardt in the elevator after the game. Um, and <laughs> uh, Campus Town East Elevator, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> CTE. Oh, I was a CTW guy. And it, it was great. It was just great to just say hi to him and give him my handshake and be like, dude, well done. <laughs> you were like the you were like the shake my hand, sir. I just want to shake your hand. Like, on the plane, like you're like fighting everyone across the elevator. I just want to shake your hand. <laughs> I, got a, I got a picture with him and everything. It was great. Oh God, yeah, Caden Reinhardt. I've heard stories. What a, what a guy. Uh, yeah, uh, great. Great question, though. Um, I would say I care more about this one right now. How about that? Like this, <laughs> this one, one just happened. This one just happened, and it's a five-game winning streak. And now Matt Norlander can't write that we're not a tournament team at the moment. Oh, my God. Literally everyone a, else thinks we are. What a crock of cow yeah, pit. Uh, that was. Oh, my God. I was just like, huh, none of this is right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, gotta gotta go, gotta go. Uh, three and three in this stretch against all ranked teams to be considered a to be considered a tournament team. It's like if we do that, our metrics will be like in the twenties. Like that'll like there's but no also, tournament then. Also, for as unrealistic as those expectations might have seemed, we're one and zero now. So uh, we're two and zero now if you count the 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 seven. Oh, it, oh, Death if you were before seven. then, then yeah, we're two and zero. So. Uh... Yeah, yeah the, the, the go one in six or two in seven, and you're okay in the death march of seven, and we're already two and zero. Oh. We're a little ahead of schedule, I would say. I I honestly did like I did not think that we were going to win two games out of this stretch. I I really did not think that, and here we are with. Just two incredible wins. I mean, you can't think that you're ever going to win this game when there's literally no evidence to the to the uh, to su- support that you would. I mean, it's impossible. The um, other part about this is that this was mostly done without great contributions from two of the players who were big time reasons for this recent stretch in Cam Jones and Olivia Maxson's Prosper. Like neither of them yeah. had good games. Well, I mean, only like Marcel and Lewis had good games, and Greg and Greg in the second half. Greg Cousin and Greg was the entire offense. Cousin Greg, yeah, it was. Uh, he was a he was a sturdy birdie from deep in the in the second half for sure. Um, uh, Trebby, uh, please share. I, it's it's good to hear. Uh, good to hear from you. What the hell happened? What's going on, man? This is so crazy. We have we have both we have both of members of the Trebby household in the space. Shout out, yeah. shout out to two of two of Marquette Journalism's finest uh, representatives in the wild. She's cringing in the bedroom right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely one that likes attention, I would say, and, and likes yeah. recognition. Huge fan of it. Um, you watch this team like down the stretch. I, I don't want to turn this on into an anti Wojo thing. But no, but please do. Oh my god! Like how tough were those guys down the stretch? So, you know, and again, it's you know some of those players from the past five years, like Marcus Howard, Seth Sakar, like all those guys, I'll think of very fondly. But like, like a team like that, and it was so much fun to watch. I've been watching Marquette basketball my whole life, pretty much. 
And yeah, Trevi, Trevi, a true lifer. Um, yeah, some of you might recognize my last name on this call. Yes. Um, from a certain business school professor. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then I, Pat, I don't know, your life shift here into Marquette basketball <laughs> personality at the age of like 27 is <laughs> just really impressive. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Awesome. The answer is great. Yeah. The that that was great, Ben. I think you're having some uh, latency issues there, my guy. Um. Yeah. Uh. Not sure what to say about morphing into a personality in in my mid twenties, but uh, what can I what can I uh, mid twenties is is a little generous at this point. Um. Uh. I'm going to put Tom on, but yeah, I, well, I mean, I've said a couple of times, like Shaka is worth the price of admission. Even if, even if Shaka doesn't end up being sort of the, the next step for the program type coach, which I currently obviously think he will be, um, but didn't think so maybe like three, four weeks ago necessarily. But even if he's not the guy that sort of takes them to the level that um, we as fans want to see them at, it's worth the price of admission to play a certain way. Like just, just to have like a way that you play and a thing that you're going to make other teams beat you at is, is just something that we never really had at uh, under Wojo. I would say like the identity of Wojo teams in any sort of positive way, like the negative identity would obviously be like blowing leads alienating players like that, like that kind of thing. Um, but like essentially trying to like turn Marcus into like a fiery inferno was the identity of all those teams. Like it was a good day when Marcus made 10 threes and that, that was how Wojo's teams would beat you with their system because it would just be overwhelming you. But there's just so much actual, basketball identity happening um in these last five games and it's just a it's a real there there's just a a, a you, there's something you could see and a way this team plays and just having that like screw all the future success like just seeing that in front of you is just so valuable um ben unless you have anything to throw on to that tom what do you have yeah hey guys uh, happy day um yeah Oh no. Oh no. So um just because I'm of the I'm of the uh, great Alaskan age. Oh some new names around the place, but okay, I got two ideas. Bar none is the curve. Okay, good, good. Um These are these are your NIL ideas for what it's worth. Yes, yes, yes. Um Mojo Milwaukee should be like Cam or Job basically the entire freshman class. And finally, you know, I know I mispronounced his name. Insania Cookies needs to be Morsel. I don't, I don't know what that last thing. What is that last thing? Insania Cookies. It's oh, Insomnia Cookies. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Morsel. Got it. Okay, okay. It took me a second. I didn't quite hear what you said. I was like focusing on like whether you were mispronouncing Insomnia instead of his name. Um, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that's a yes. All of those are good suggestions. Um, thank you very much. That <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely, absolutely understood the assignment. Congratulations. Um, uh, wow. Uh, 
what is this a, a crossover episode um brian henry oh man i believe i believe a host of the real chili podcast um if i'm not mistaken um and uh, yeah what's going on guys yeah uh, Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm going to be brief on here because let other people uh, get into it. A, I will say the, the comment that was made earlier, and by no means, uh, we're not going down the, the bash Wojo thing at, at all, but I will ask. The but please do. We all, we, all, we all need to ponder this. Okay, could you fathom this happening a year ago? And, and that's, no. It's, it's, it's something you, you sit back and just go, God bless it. And then on top of it, Oh, played great against those guys last time. I want him again. A speaker. Oh, yeah. I can. Let's go. Jarrell's tweets have been like between Jarrell's tweets and Wes apparently watching the Creighton film with the team. It's been a banner year for the Amigos getting the program back on track. Give me all the class of 2009 Marquette Powell. <laughs> Shout out for fellow class of 2009ers for the old people. There you go. Anyway, Shout out one time for the old. Of course. Let's go. Uh, yes, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, for real, like Jarrell and and Wes have been the the two the two things I've seen from them this year have just been incredibly helpful um, and and just a great sign about like where the program is and Shaka. Although I I don't know I don't know I don't know this for a fact, but like I, I don't feel like Wojo did a terrible job of incorporating like uh either ex marquette people or nba players in the area i you know you always saw a bunch of people especially like yeah. when bringing the duke guys to come to come train like when jabari was on the bucks he would come a lot so i but, was thinking of the tbt team uh every summer would always train at uh would always train at the owl and i feel like there would always be some incorporation with the team and some of those summer workouts or whatever. Yeah. If being a good representative of Marquette and bring people together in the way that he did the 100th and just the unity around the program was all that mattered, Wojo would have been able to stay at Marquette forever. Sure. Uh, right, yeah. Unfortunately, it happened to matter, though. So, well, if, if, if not getting suspended by the NCAA was all that mattered, Wojo would be in great <laughs> Because that's what we that's what administration reportedly liked about him for the longest time was he just wasn't like having his assistants get fired for giving pe- rides to people inappropriately. I I like how he represented Marquette. He just didn't do enough on the court. Shout out to Scott Monarch. Congratulations, Scott Scott Monarch, wherever you are. Shout out. That was that's that one's that one's for you. Um 
That is that is a that is a real deep cut name. Ben doesn't even know that name. <laughs> sadly, sadly, no. I, I I really wish I did. That ah uh, God, yeah. Tire marks on his back, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, oddly enough, uh, the first ever game that I watched as an official Marquette fan my senior year of high school was a loss to Villanova on the road. Mm, good. So it's all it's all come full circle for me. I do want to pose this question, potentially. Please pose this question. Even if we were to look at this with the most revisionist history of the coaches that just got hired this year, are there any you would want more than Chaka in terms of first year results? Like, may, like Otzelberger, maybe Tommy Floyd. Oh yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lloyd. Sorry, not Tommy. Tommy, Floyd. Tommy Lloyd. I forget about him. That Making was... him Tim Floyd. The did, was Tim Floyd at Marquette? No, it was Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill. USC. Yeah, getting my USC <laughs> coaches confused. Um, How do you feel if you're Texas? Oh. Mm. Oh, mm. on bracket matrix. Uh, obviously, this will get updated after this game. But Marquette was on the ten seed line, and Texas was on the seven seed line. Mm. Okay, yeah. so I think at Texas you're okay. Like you don't think Mark is winning more than Chris Beard. <laughs> right. Shout out to Mark Adams. Mark Adams looks like he'd be your like family's personal accountant, and he's shopping in the Big Twelve. It looks like a fantastic neighbor. Yeah, like he he like keep his nar- yard really neat. Well, Texas is just a freaking like cauldron of overreaction. Is Texas's yeah. problem? They just they just like don't. They, there's so much pressure to be good in like ways that the teams have not previously reasonably achieved, like. Like Vince Young won one national championship. The Barnes went to one final four. Yeah. Like there's not a track record of success, but also you have to achieve what that track record isn't. And it's just such a, it's such a like over, there's so much pressure on these coaches to succeed. Like you you can see how a guy like Shaka gets squeezed out. Obviously Shaka, um, he had a, well, he's certainly a better fit at Marquette, but he also had like a very similar um, postseason track record to Wojo, right? I mean, he made like yeah. three NCAA tournaments and didn't win. Didn't win. So it's yeah. like, it's understandable why they kind of wanted him out from a success perspective, but um, thank you, Texas. We appreciate yes. you. Yeah, I know you always like my background noise, so I'm going to add this one for you tonight. Go ahead. Oh. Is that a beer? Okay. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say please be a beer. Yeah, if you need to if you need to make any uh like delayed left turns at any point, just uh feel free and unmute and we'll um that's that's a real 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 ones in the space know know that reference. <laughs> um okay. yeah, there you go. I put a bunch of people on. Um Rob, you're not muted, but not talking. Um, can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, first time, long time. Obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was looking at the Ken Palm numbers this late in the season. We've gone eighty-five to I think you said thirty-nine right now. Has there been a team that's made that jump? 
Alan, this is why we have you on the spaces. <laughs> Iowa State soared up. Um, they they started lower than we are, and right now they're higher than we are. Uh, they were 27, I believe, when I was looking at it earlier today. Um, but our our jump has been impressive. What's really the most impressive thing about it is how fast it was. Because before the Providence game, we were in the 80s. I believe we were 85 or 86 coming in. And now yeah. we're, what, 39? Uh, that, that's a pretty good turnaround. Yeah, I gotta see where I gotta see where we went in Torvik. Okay, we went up to fifty four. Fifty four is still a little low on us, I think. It's the other thing Oh yeah, that's so low. Grad. And sixty one possessions today. Do you feel comfortable being that low? <laughs> but with us also having stretches of like eight minutes where we don't score. Uh, I don't know if I love it, but uh they played exactly the type of game they had to play today. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at Nova's losses, a lot of their losses, other than the UCLA game, which went to overtime, they were played at low possessions. I believe they were at 60-60 and 64 in the three losses they had. So you you can't speed Nova up. They're too good. Yeah, well – and and they weren't going to be able to force turnovers at all anyway. Like that – I mean, what did Villanova have like seven turnovers tonight or something dumb like that? Yeah, uh, they they were able to take care of the ball really well. Yeah, they I know were, we, had, we had a steal at time. one point that it was like this is Villanova's third turnover of the game, and it was just like well, this is way too late for this to be the third turnover. Their <laughs> game, it was like watching paint dry. So I, it, yeah, uh, I was surprised to see. I wasn't surprised to see it this low, but. Surprised that we would hang at this number, being that yeah, correct. Yeah. And uh, go ahead, see that. The turnovers 11 for Marquette, 10 for Villanova. Uh, according to the stats box, you might get again. Thank you. It's a great mic drop, like doing the doing the the uh tried and true, like how how would the Wojo team have done? Yep, <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, uh, Chris, or Sean, you unmuted faster. Sorry, Chris, you lose. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah. Sorry, Trevi was on earlier. I actually played great school basketball with Trevi. I just want to shout out. He was an incredible rebounder. <laughs> <laughs> Trevi's still on. Trevi, attest to your youth basketball rebounding. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put that out there first and foremost. <laughs> put a Marquette jersey on him. <laughs> yeah, we need him in the post. We, we've obviously been talking about uh, the Wojo comparisons and uh, you know, the, the culture at Wojo was very one side and one guy dominant. It's, I think it's really cool that there's two guys that the culture and then Kolek clearly sets the culture on offense. Like even tonight, he didn't have a great night, not a ton of assists, but like the extra pass culture clearly stems from him. Like every guy's making the extra pass. And on the defense bend, more south setting the you know setting the culture. Everyone's buying in on both sides, and having, having two guys on opposite ends setting the culture is so much more important than having one guy kind of dominating both sides. So that first and second, I joined late, so I don't know if you guys have already talked about this, but if you talked about uh, not fouling uh, up three with eleven seconds. Left. Oh no, we haven't. Ooh, yes. So they shot really quick. They put the shot up with like six seconds left, I want to say. And yep, they did. 
And you can kind of tell like when someone's about to shoot. And so like, there's probably like with eight or seven seconds left, that's probably the last opportunity he had to like kind of grab out. And that would have definitely been too early. So um, I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, you don't do that expecting them to miss obviously necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. I, my guess is Shaka wanted the foul with like five and the shot Nova came so quick. It. What did you, what'd you say, Alan? I think Nova anticipated it. You yeah. saw how early they went. I think they took the shot with about seven seconds on the clock. The yeah. tip out was about 2.5 left because there was a little bit of time when, I mean, Gillespie had time to get to that ball about the end of the court. They went pretty quick and I don't think you would want to follow that early and comparing it to the Creighton game. And I know that's, you know, far past Monday morning quarterbacking, but that was a lot less time on the clock. And with the dribble, you had a good opportunity to take it. This game, Mm -hmm. and when they put that shot up, it was obviously a three. The last thing you want to do is follow someone who was clearly shooting with that much time left. I don't, I don't hate them shooting a three so early that you're going to have another chance at the other end. Like if, if that goes in and we, Marquette does have a timeout because they didn't take a timeout on the possession where they took the lead. And if you, that goes in, Marquette calls timeout, there's like five and a half seconds left probably given when they shot. Yeah. So as far as like, obviously you try to foul. I don't hate the like not fouling. If, if you have like five and a half seconds to take the lead at the end, what's the killer is if they, you just kind of try to play like a, a 30 seconds of defense type approach to the possession. And you only get like, you know, th- you get three seconds short of what you need and then they chuck it in, which. Right. Yeah. But. The announcer has called it out right before they're like, we've, we've talked to Shaka yesterday and yeah. he said he's going to follow in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, and please, please always foul in that spot. I'll, I'll hang up and listen, but there's a good chance that we're going to play another top 20 team coming off a DePaul loss. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, somehow I don't think that that's going to work as well as it did for us last time, but yeah. Paying attention, but Xavier just tied it. Yes, I was just about to Come say Xavier calling. There's too much, too much DePaul lately. Come on, Xavier. Yes, absolutely. Yes, totally. Yeah. Seton Hall's Seton Hall's not good. Seton Hall is capable of losing four in a row. Xavier is actually well coached and and really uh, sharp and talented. So I'm not sure they're capable of losing multiple in a row um, like that. That they shouldn't. Um, but I don't know. Let's see. I hope I hope they hold on or or take the lead at some point. I guess they haven't really had the lead. Um, DePaul's DePaul's not terrible though. Um, although it doesn't look like they have Freeman Liberty playing. Oh my god. Oh. They're beating Freeman Liberty. That's gr- oh my god! Who is this dude? Is this the dude that didn't play against Marquette? David? No, he played against Marquette. David Jones has twenty six points and oh, is geez. ten of ten of eighteen from the field. Boy, so Jones is the key to beating DePaul. If you look at this, seriously. If you go and look at his offensive rating, yeah, is he inverse? Is over yeah, yeah. They're pretty much going to win if he's under one hundred. They're going to lose. Ugh. Who 
Who's the guy that didn't play against um, uh, Marquette? Alan? On, Genda. on Genda. Okay. Yeah, he's having a good game. Um, yeah, because I, I just generally think anytime a big guy doesn't play um, against Marquette, then that's a, a huge break for Marquette that they might not play nearly as well if the team's missing a big guy. Um, and Marquette, as I've said a couple of different times over the last couple of weeks, Marquette has had really good this player is out luck this season. Um, like absurdly good. Like there's been one player missing. So it's like not super noticeable, but like AJ Reeves, not being in the Providence game, Kofi, not being in the Illinois game. Like they're Mm -hmm. the one dude that's getting taken out. So it's like not totally clear and noticeable that the team is shorthanded is just, no one was was normally in, but out today for Nova, right? Who? No, like no one for Nova. No, correct. This was, this is just a fever dream. This isn't, this okay. isn't, this, this one doesn't exist in reality or like, <laughs> like constructive things. This one is just like, it's all, it's all gravy baby type thing. <laughs> we're in, we're, we're rolling on this one. Do you want to know who's in first place in the Big East now by win percentage? I know the schedule oh, by like, win are kind of wonky, but. Are you going to like give me a weird COVID thing? Like, is it Seton Hall? Probably, probably. Uh, no, no, it's Providence. Gross frauds. Providence is four and one. They're not good. I don't know how they're four and one. They're not good. Yes, good. All right, good update. Um, I will, I will, I will continue to, I'll continue to progressively check this as as we go forward. Oh, DePaul tied it. I don't know if we're if we're doing this without the express written consent. Yeah, are, we, are we? Are we just doing play by play now? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> This is it's actually like Kevin Harlan, he was broadcast. calling the Patriots Dolphins game in addition to the Chargers Chiefs game. Yes, sure, blue, correct. Blue, blue. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot. I mean, I'm sure that's what's happening, like live in the game. That's probably very descriptive. Tony Stubblefield. Tony Stubblefield, yeah. Not or not Dave Latow, as I like to call him. Uh, yeah. Joe, wait, Joe, do you have something, or are you just like? No, I do have a fun story. That okay, I want to share with you guys T- tell right it, now. please. You, you guys brought up the 2017 game a little while ago. There's a story from that that's relative, that's relevant to tonight. Sure. So during that 2017 upset, I had to work that night, so I had to record the game. Mm-hmm. So I mm. it much later than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told this story on our podcast with Phil, uh, but Phil and I had this agreement. We call it the Tony when we're not listening. Sure. shut off all our devices and like it's a way of telling people you know, yeah. text me don't at me on twitter no notifications i'll watch it later so obviously i watched that game way later than anyone else's and like two hours after it was over that's when i hopped on twitter you know and i'm watching the game as it's going along and, because phil and i also have this agreement in the code of silence that if it's terrible and if it's awful just text me and let me know so i don't stay up late watching yeah. this thing and you know and you were like where is the text we're down a million <laughs> Oh no, Phil hasn't watched. Phil just hopped on Twitter. Yes, Phil. <laughs> Join us, Phil. In the game. Phil, we won. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's that perfect timing. Oh my god, it's like watching a baby be born. Phil, we did it. <laughs> great. Yeah, that wasn't someone dying. That was Phil. <laughs> 
oh man this is great a live reaction two hours later oh my god justin lewis oh right oh onions stones he's a ballerina out there he's like Devonte gardner and jamil wilson's body wow <laughs> Yeah. You know, we can still call them a young team, but they are growing up right before our eyes, and they're way ahead of schedule of where we thought they would be. You know, I, I, I'm ready to shift from I hope they can make the tournament to yeah, I believe they're making the tournament. I mean, they're making the tournament. I mean, they, they come on, like like this is about bad. Would they have to play? I mean, bad as those two Mojo teams played in February the last two. Years. Oh God, I don't even want to think about that. Well, I don't know. There's there's still like what twelve games. That's where I'm at. There's still like twelve games, right? Yeah, I I I that sounded like Jay Wright. Like I'm sure Jay Wright said like credit to Shaka Smart. Like he he's and his guys like really competed out there today. I'm sure that was the <laughs> standard line. Jay Wright, what a what a what a charm to life that man has. He never has to give a losing press conference at home. Shaka Smart in the last two years won at Frog Allen and won at Finneran Pavilion. Neither Bill Self nor Jay Wright can say the same, and they've both played at both of those venues. Wait, I'm confused about the last part. Bill Self hasn't won at Villanova. It is oh oh <laughs> Villanova just will. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. All right. Wow, that was. I was like, what? Like. Are you saying they haven't won at home? <laughs> I also think Jay Wright has played in Allen Fieldhouse a total of one time, maybe. Yeah. But the point, the point still stands. It is very hard to win at both of those places. Kansas has only lost five games at the Fog since the Big East Reformation. That was what I used as my reference. Hell yes. Love that stat. Very, very normal stat. <laughs> at the Fog. Shaka's one of five coaches to win at the Fog since mm. Villanova had their dominant streak in the veteran. These are- it was great It was great when Kansas had never lost a Big 12 title and Bill Self was like really never losing at home because they were yeah, in year President like 13, Kansas Bill Self had more Big 12 championships than home losses. Tell, tell, tell us about the good old days of Kansas basketball, Ben. Please open uh, Oh man, we do not want to turn this into a 2018 Twitter space right now because tell me about, it will happen. Tell me about 12 year old Ben watching Sharon Collins. Oh my God, my chunky king. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, that's all what we. That's fun. all we needed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, okay, Chris has been sitting here for a while and just being very a very good citizen on mute. If if you would like to unmute and share. tonight and then you know not necessarily Osa tonight but Osa in the past and and how Shaka's kind of had his finger on the pulse of you know who's who's been the bigger big guy tonight and mm-hmm. you, know, you have you have nights where Oso is tearing it up and he's just right Oso, and then you have nights where Quest just is is a monster down below and yeah. you know this I mean very 
different big guys, but this might be the best big guy pairing we've had since O'Toole Gardner, in my opinion. Well, it's a very unselfish rotation, right? So it's like mm-hmm. Kerr, Kerr is obviously the tenured player, but Kerr has also never really been a established um, big minutes college basketball player. Like his track record at Oklahoma is like a start and not really return uh, type guy. And so, um, you know, he's getting this opportunity. So I think it's a, it's a great sort of, meet in the middle of the egos where he's getting like his biggest opportunity and is an experienced player and can bring his uh, veteran leadership uh, to the role, but he's also not totally built into 25 minutes every game uh, as a result of sort of where he's come from as a player. Um, And Oso is a player that's growing and has such a high ceiling uh, and we're seeing it more and more, but you know, isn't always required uh, to get a lot of minutes because, you know, he has up and down games. And so it's just a really good harmony of those two perspectives is what I would say in terms of like, which one is sort of rising, but like not always playing well. And then you can throw Kerr out there in a big game. And obviously Kerr's block um, with about 45 seconds left on um, like Gillespie who shot it or was it more? I don't know. It was Gillespie or more. Yeah, it was a quick pop. um, uh, But that was it was that was an incredible block. I think it was Gillespie because I think it was he was doing the thing where he has been trying to post up Kolick every possession. Kolick, great, did a great job on Gillespie, uh, who did not have a good game um, by any stretch. Yeah, he kind of yeah, he kind of sucked, and yeah, nobody really played well for Nova. Dixon, yeah. The other part was that it really didn't seem because Nova is one of those shockingly good offensive rebounding teams, but they were kind of middling tonight. And I definitely noticed there was a lot more of Queth not necessarily just jumping for the ball with his hands up, but like really putting a body on the most likely Villanova guy to be going for the ball. And he didn't get a whole lot of rebounds himself, but he created a lot of opportunities for other people to get easy rebounds. It seemed like there was a lot less uh, throwing dudes at offensive rebounds, which is a really good way to beat Marquette. Yeah. Um, And I was surprised how many defensive rebounds Marquette had where there was just like nobody anywhere near it for Villanova. Um, Yeah. Because it seems like that would have been a great, like, because they had the scouting report on what to do on defense down to a science. It was Mm -hmm sit in that zone and make them shoot threes and don't let them do the PNR PNR crap that they do with Kolick. And that was perfectly executed to, to a T from Villanova on that end. So I was a bit surprised to see them not do the throw people at offensive rebounds thing that, that like every other big East team has done to Marquette to really unsettle them and attack their biggest weakness. Seabass go. Yeah. How many, definitely how many assists did he have? Assists. A stat that matters as well. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for clear, for vamping there. That was good. Four assists. Four assists. Okay, so he played okay. But yeah. obviously also too. DePaul lost. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Xavier. Go they ahead. had a wide open shot to win it, but uh the camera uh basically there was a hand right in front of the camera completely blocking the basket. 
So you couldn't see until you saw the ball on the ground. Mm. Good. Very good. Jalen Terry missed uh, missed, missed three-point jumper is what I'm saying. Mm. What I really thought helped rebounding-wise tonight was how much our guards got involved. Mm -hmm. So, like, you repeatedly saw Kolick pulling down rebounds. Yep. Uh, Marcel got to a number of rebounds. Yep. And it... That's the problem that this team has had is not doing team rebounding. And while, you know, Nova isn't necessarily a UConn or a Xavier, they're a pretty good offensive rebounding team. So that was a huge part of it, having the entire team get involved yep. and take that away from them. Marcel had six, Kolick had five, and uh, Lewis had seven and was sort of the primary sort of hybrid guy where they would send him sometimes, but he would also just be kind of the guy that was there. Yeah, interesting line for Tyler Kolick tonight with the three points, five rebounds, and six assists. That's that is that is Tyler Kolick. That or, is a very Tyler Kolick stat yeah. line. Yeah, in thirty six minutes. Seen him blowing a kiss to the Villanova fans yet? Oh, is that a um, thing? They, yeah, there's a there's a screen grab that I saw that somebody posted, and while the oh, I just I just opened up my my uh, DMs and it's in there. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I've seen it yet. Please share it. Uh, I'll tweet it. Hold on. I, I, will say, I think Sebastian was trying to say this earlier, but uh, he was trying to hunt Kolek all second half. Mm-hmm. Kolek was, was bodying him up and not letting him into the lane. He mm-hmm. did a great job. Yeah, he did. I agree. Um, he like replaced Rousey as kind of like that little smack-talking yeah. dude who all the opposing teams hate. But if he's on your team. And he tries on defense, which is a huge upgrade over Andrew Rousey. No offense. No. I actually did watch the highlights of the 2017 game, and there were multiple times where I noticed Rousey just standing in space with his hands on his side, and I thought, you know, it all wasn't super rosy with him. Bye. You know what? We he's He's the best sort of attitude guy. Um, that Marquette's had, and I'm I'm in, in, infinitely grateful for for him being sort of the swagger guy um, that he was. But obviously, it was just a very poor um, convergence that he and Marcus Howard uh, had to overlap because you genuinely first two years Marcus Howard and and Andrew Rousey could not coexist defensively, <laughs> and really really did a, a, a number of unfortunate things to uh, what Marquette was trying to do. If my memory serves me correctly, they also only had two games in their entire, I think, careers together at Marquette where they both scored 20-plus points. In yeah, the game. it was just unfortunate because those are two guys you wouldn't trade for anything, but, like, having both of them was just a really tough mix. Part of the thing uh, Tyler's got going for him with his haircut, he, looked, he reminds me of Todd from Wedding Crashers. Oh, God, that's a deep Wow, cut. I love that. I thought you were about to say, were about to say Todd from Scrubs. Um, <laughs> who, is, who is the... the no, that's, 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 when at Nova 5. Uh, yeah. It's no. nice. Every, every assist, you can say, it was a gift, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we're really, we're really digging deep here. Um, let's throw the last few people in the request queue on here. Uh, we've got... Uh, Michael and Liam. Oh no, uh, Liam. Uh, we'll start with Liam. Uh, Liam, tell tell me what you need to say, and and tell me it's going to be tell me it's going to be um, able to go on this podcast over recording. <laughs> uh, 
I love it already. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I looked at, I looked at Liam's bio. Um, it's, 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 it's not what you want to see at this time of night, but we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, how's it going? What you got? Uh, well, thanks for letting me on the space, of mm-hmm. course. And uh, you know, as you, I'm sure you checked out the bio, I am a fan of Illinois. Everybody, I'm probably sure I'm surrounded by hundreds of uh, Golden Eagle fans right now. But uh, totally, you know, unbiased. Uh, just big, you know, college basketball. You know, uh, great pro college basketball. Obviously, um, really gotten back into it over the past like year and a half. So. A uh, great win uh, for you guys. Thank you. Tonight. Um, <laughs> I think that the balls on Justin Lewis are uh, insane. Obviously, mm-hmm. to kind of pick up that ball uh, back off the ground after a, a broken possession um, was huge. Um, I think for a young kid like that, uh, it definitely, you know, mounts him in, in a good place for his progression um, and confidence. Because I think, you know, a couple of the Marquette games that I've watched, over the year, uh, or, you know, over the season so far, I think one of the big things for him is that uh, the cold nights are cold and the, the hot nights are, are pretty hot. And, and when he gets rolling, I think that, you know, the rest of the team can sort of feed off of his great energy. Um, I think he, you know, he yeah. has the ability to go in, in the post and outside. Uh, and, you know, credit to Shaka's game planning, but I also think that obviously the Villanova defense had a very, very poor out scouting report. Um, the amount of Elliott transition threes, and I tweeted about this before the game. Um, I was just so worried about Greg Elliott. Um, the same ah, way where, scouting yeah, report buster, Greg. It makes me so happy. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I mean, go ahead. It's the exact same thing that you know I, I criticized Villanova's uh, defense on Nate Johnson from Xavier. And thing happened in the first half where they lit up Nova from three. Obviously, they went cold in the rest of that game, but um, I'm just, you know, the, the interior defense and the, the passing lane defense has been a much improved from Villanova, but um, I think that Mar- what Marquette has, what you guys have is the, such a dynamic way of, uh, you know, even when the pace is slow, because, you know, I'll, I'll admit, I, I think the pace was slowed down to Villanova's favor for a majority of this game, but the true couple moments where, uh, you know, you had those easy transition looks where, you know, Kolich is it is incredible on how slow the game could be going. And then instantly, the second that there's a transition opportunity, a long rebound, there's three guys already down the, down the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the inability for Nova to pick up on those three-pointers was, was obviously 39 points off of three-pointers. That's... <laughs> I, I, I genuinely guarantee you that that's probably the most that they've had this season because <laughs> not do not watch the the 39 points off threes tonight and be like, oh, wow, this is Marquette basketball. This no, is very I, interesting. I, and that's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. You know, watching, going back to the Providence game, obviously, you know, it was a scorching, but there was so much more post presence in that game. Yeah. And, I you know, that's what you, you, you sort of have that with the big guys in the length of, of Quest and of Postal Gadaro and Maxim Prosper is, is just is overwhelming. And I thought I thought that was going to be the big issue for yeah. for Dylan, that I thought the length was going to be smothering, and it was in times. Yeah. Um, and I, I tweeted this out actually too. I was like, you know, I'm I knew that the length was going to be a problem, but I don't think Villanova attacked it enough to be able to try and you know there were three market had three blocks. I expected there to be at least seven. I'm yeah. Very surprised. I'm very surprised by that, but you know, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll sort of wrap up what I'm talking about right now and 
and just say that, yeah, the, the three-point shooting obviously was, was key to the victory. I mean, it's a, it was a 57-54 game. You got to gotta make your freaks. Uh, Marquette did it. Villanova didn't. But, um, yeah. Again, all credit to you guys. Which, again, uh, huge surprise. <laughs> a very big surprise. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how many of you guys uh, were at the game, but um, also a huge credit to Shock Smart, too, uh, just to briefly touch on his coaching. Um, Villanova, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys picked up on no. Beat Texas uh, all the way at the end. Um, but that Texas team for him had an insane amount of NBA talent. You had Ty Jones and Rick yeah. Force and uh, Jericho Sims. I think his transformation, uh, and you know, when you have the Rossianism, the reincarnation, I, I think it's, I think it's, it really is true to his word. I think that he has his youth and his vibrance and his energy. Uh, can really ignite that team, um, and I guess my closing remark would be: I, you know, our, the, I don't, I don't know how uh, the auditory it was from the uh, from the TV, but at one point, I'm sure you got gotten this many a times on the road. But you know, there was a Villanova student uh, section chant, you know, "Shock is stupid." And I, I, I oh, that's so clever! <laughs> Shock is stupid. Very, very ingenuous. Like the opposite I, I, of I smart. Oh my god! I got was he looked over at the scores table and he's talking to this woman at the scores table and you know for a young coach like that you know I would you'd expect generally a bend and break effect you know mm-hmm. when Villanova gets up nine student section getting into it rowdy crowd everyone's on their feet I'm very impressed by him not breaking and then I you know but it shouldn't surprise you right he's the final four coach he's gone to the final four before yeah well also sneaky old like he's been a head coach for like 15 years now and is like 45 yeah and the the appearance is something obviously that's you know it's the the deceiving part are you not intimidated as an opposing fan by the uh sleeves under the polo look i mean that's the most it's got to be the most intimidating looking college basketball going i gotta say yeah yeah i yeah i don't know i hey you guys must put up with it much better i can't i can't escape building up a twitter without at least 12 a dozen tweets after every game winner loss talking about jay right now wearing a suit again so yeah you know at least you guys are a little bit more tame with the uh (laughs) there was two fans uh in the nosebleeds that would continuously come down uh at the that the, all the timeouts and hold signs that were they were you know sixty plus year old women and they were holding signs you know begging Jay Wright to wear a suit. So mm, okay, that's that's a that's a strange Villanova culture thing that we will we will let you guys sort of uh, revel in. Um, yeah, you can leave that up to us, but yeah, I you know whatever whatever listen whatever the whether it's you know long sleeve and a polo or you know the floor flapping or you know. Quite literally, you know, you can confuse him for a player sometimes. The amount of energy, and yeah, of, for know, sure. So, well, we appreciate know, the uh, perspective from uh, the op- the opposition here, and uh, yeah. you know, we don't probably need to tell you anything positive about Villanova's program. I think there's there's a, there's enough self evident things there. But thanks for uh, hopping on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. I, I'm very lucky to have come across. I'm not. I don't think there's anybody that I know who's in here, but. For whatever reason, well, uh, it, it popped up on my Twitter feed, and I, I just, you know. If we got you in Villanova Twitter, um, if we if you got us into Villanova Twitter somehow, we appreciate you. Um, I appreciate it. Trust me, not the best thing, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, trust me, we're not that great either. Yeah, I, it, the Big East is a rough 
place. Yeah. Very carefully with that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael, go ahead. You've been waiting um, uh, patiently, and then we might wrap up after this. Cool. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, class 2015 checking in here. Oh, same. Uh, Shout out. I just wanted touched on a lot of my points, so I'll make it quick, but I think the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was kind of Shaka's first half game plan, you know, we actually made such a conceited emphasis on rebounding, mm-hmm. sitting there going, oh, crap, we're actually in this game, we're keeping it close, and we're hitting some big shots, and then you go into halftime, and you go, all right, we made a good run, but, you know, this is Jay Wright, this is this is Nova, they're going to slowly pummel us, right, and we're keeping it into a, a Fortune 500 company. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we start picking up these ticky-tack fouls, and then you, they're almost in the one line. You go up, and this is this is how it goes down. And then Marquette just starts taking punches, and then Greg hits a three, and we're back in it. And then Gillespie comes down and hits that uh, and one, and you're like, damn it, this is the same Marquette. Yeah. We're going to do it again. Well, especially after the turnover. Uh, that was yeah. cool. Um, with the transition where Elliot threw the ball, yeah. right at uh, Quid's legs, and you're just going, up. Oh, this is it. This is how we go down. And right <laughs> Greg, who's rapping Meek Mill out of the timeout, like that was extremely loudly, gets the steal, and then is just feeling himself (laughs) so hard that he throws a rocket bounce pass at Kerr's ankles. (laughs) Such a such a heat check pass. Here, go grab it. It was killing me, dude. I would finally slip off the couch, and that's the one that makes you put your hands in your hand, your hand, and you go, "Oh, come on, Greg, what are you doing?" But um, it was just so many moments. Like, I think the thing we have to remember is you're not going to play a perfect game against Nova, no matter what you do. Yep. Um, so we could sit here and say, hey, Marquette shot two free throws all game, and those two free throws were kind of lucky when Omax got fouled at the rim. Um, but you know what? You, sometimes you hit those, those contested threes and the ball falls the right way. Um, but it, it's one of those things that it took me about a solid half an hour for my blood pressure to go back down to a normal for sure. level after the game. So. Um, it's a great Marquette win, and it feels good for the program to just get you excited again, right? There were so many games. I think you guys kind of said it before. You know, you wouldn't trade the Marcus Howard years for anything, but some of those games were a slog, and they were just, oh, I can't watch this team. And now, like you guys said, I'm counting down the minutes until Sunday for the next game to start. So um, I'll hang up, but thanks for guys taking my call. You guys. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, next Sunday also is going to be the first home game with students back on campus. So. Which game? Add to that, uh, the Sunday game against Xavier. Uh, uh, the mothership tweeted that out. Oh, is the Xavier game on Sunday this weekend? Uh, yeah, Sunday at one. Sunday at one. It's definitely yeah. during a football game, isn't it? Uh, it's not during the Chiefs game, so good for me. That's the point. All right, well, I'll have to second yeah, screen it. Right <laughs> that that's not during the Packers game, is it? There's the Packers game Saturday. Packers game is Saturday night. Ugh, that's such a good break for the Packers. How did they get the Saturday after us? That's anyway. Um, <laughs> is that too? The uh, LA Rams against the, the Bucks is that too? Okay, so not a huge conflict there. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm not one backing Tom Brady in that one. Um, uh, crack sidewalks, uh, folks. Any last words? um before we before we uh wrap this up you guys are um welcome to lob anything you may not have heard or give us a good little uh ending point here no, but you guys covered it 
enjoyed it. I mean, this was a blast. I, this was like an all like I don't know number one, but like this is an all timer like hashtag MUBB Twitter night. This oh was, yeah. Oh God, dude, we making memories here. Oh my God, <laughs> core memories. There. Win will travel. Oh. When you talk about resume winning at Villanova right now. They're number three in the net. Find me a better win. Find me a better win. Such a good win. Oh, yeah, probably. Apologies. Yeah, it's fine. One of the five best wins you can get. Yeah. There you go. Good spin. You're dancing. Yeah. And we are. I love it when he talks bracket to me. Shoes, boys. Polish your shoes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, come on, Matt Norlander. Tweet that Marquette is dancing, please. Answer, respond, respond to the critics. Get, get your get your head out of your ass and figure it out. Read read the room. He did tweet, "Quote: Shaka may get Marquette to the tournament." Oh, good. I'm glad. That's that's nice. I'm glad. I'm glad to see. I'm sure. I'm sure he got like a number of tweets from like parts of Marquette Twitter, and then was just like, "Oh, Marquette Twitter at it again, bothering me in my mentions." <laughs> Like is what what's what everyone does anytime like someone tweets something wrong about Marquette and like three Marquette fans pointed out it's just like <laughs> it's just like oh Marquette Twitter Marquette fans they're so annoying <laughs> yeah it's true yeah or like sometimes like shout out to that that uh, Big East uh, Golden Eagle guy who ended up being the, the the guy who got also dunked on by Cam Jones, like, simultaneously. Like, he usually bothers people on Marquette's behalf, but then also was dunked on by Cam Jones, which is just, like, a real banner night uh, <laughs> for that account. So, shout out, shout out to him. The home run, home run. Uh, reverse home run. Like, reverse jinx home run. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Hold on. Um Dan Reiner, shout out, to, shout out Dan Reiner, at Doc Reiner, one of my uh, old classmates, has just tweeted me that at Uncle Buck's, Justin Lewis has his own signature burger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Called the, the, the uh, Marquette Justin Lewis is very, um, there's the, pronunci- the uh, punctuation on this menu is just out of control, but... Um, <laughs> Signature double double, two burger patties topped with cheese, lettuce, tomato, and pickles. And he's called he's called in the picture. It says college great Justin Lewis. Let's college go. great, college great. Ah, all right. We're closing it literally on that. Thank you, everybody. That was. There's no better way to end a segment than that. Animaniacs, oh, good night out everybody. of the park. What Ben? I said Animaniacs, good night, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. We're just like, all right, everyone, we're done here. Then we hit it out of the park. Um, thank you, everyone. This was great. This was our best one ever. There was like a million people from every part of Market Twitter here. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we got to yell at Jarrell McNeil about how cool he is um, and all, all of that jazz. So thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, we will do one of these after every big Marquette win, hopefully, maybe, probably, um, going forward, um, and these are much more fun to do on road wins, which obviously few and far between, but maybe not anymore. Maybe there'll be more. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining, and we really, really appreciate it. And if you want to listen back to the madness, listen to the podcast, Anonymous Eagle Podcast on Apple Pods. Thank you so much. Later, dudes.